we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Wake that ass up. In the morning. The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Friend to the room, Stephen A. Smith. What's up? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Bless good to see y'all again. Favorite. How are you? I'm good, bro. I'm good. It's been crazy. I've been busy as hell, and the NBA season's about to jump off, too, so it's been crazy. But I'm here. I wasn't missing this. Your book is available for pre-order, Straight Shooter. Yeah, man. It's going well. And thank you, because you was one of the people that inspired me as well. A lot of people, both of y'all. I mean, I'm proud of y'all with y'all books thank and you. what y'all thank have you. done, but I tell you um it was a long time coming i really didn't want to do it um people been it with they would have been asking me since espn let me go in 2009 to write a book and i didn't want to i didn't want to because i always said if i wrote a book mm-hmm. you know i got to be straight up about you know just my life and kind of the things the kind, the kind of things i had to go through on a personal level and then my mother god rest her soul before she passed away in 2017 she had always made me promise don't ever write a book until I pass away. Wow. Because she knew that I was going to talk about 
you know, some of the relationships that I had growing up with pops and others in my family and stuff like that. And she knew I was going to do that. And she did not want me to do that while she was alive. She said, you go ahead and do it. I'm just asking you for one favor. Wow. Don't do it until I pass away. Mm. So I had waited all of those years. And then even after, I wasn't going to do it. And then my sisters reminded me, hey, go ahead and do it. Go ahead. I got four sisters. Mm-hmm. They, were, they said, it's time. Why now? Because you've always been like a private person personally. Yeah, I still am. I mm-hmm. believe it or not, I still am. But there's a lot to t- there's a lot to tell in terms of the path that I had to travel to get to where I am. Mm-hmm. And so you tell some of those stories and you try to be inspirational, as y'all have done with y'all book and what have you. You know, you tell people, you know, you don't tell them every single little nugget about your life, but you tell a lot. Mm-hmm. And you tell a lot with the goal in mind of, of being constructive and being inspirational and just trying to let people know, look, you ain't the only person that been through stuff. There's a whole bunch of us that been through stuff. And we walked through that terrain and we carried ourselves on through. And we, through the grace of God and a lot of help from a lot of people, we were able to pull it off. So you can too. And that's basically what you're doing. You're being, you're trying to be as motivational and inspirational as you possibly can. But in the same breath, in order to do that, you got to be real. Mm-hmm. And so I just said, hey, I'm just going to do it. Did you know what you wanted to do as a kid? You know what? I always, I, I grew up idolizing Howard Cosell, mm-hmm. and be, primarily because of uh, Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. and his relationship with Muhammad Ali. And then Brian Gumbel, because I saw him doing everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, it was the Today Show. It was, he used to do NFL Olympics. on NBC. Yeah, I mean, the Olympics, he did everything. And so I grew up idolizing them and I had fantasized about that. But I also, I always fantasized about being a criminal lawyer. And this is before oh, Johnny Cochran and all that. I mean, it was like <laughs> I, just, I, I literally did. But you know, I'm in I'm in I'm in I'm in the fourth grade, and I'm getting left back because I got undiagnosed undiagnosed dyslexia dyslexia, and I'm saying, hey, you know what? Ain't no way I'm going to law school. I'm thinking like, hell no, I ain't doing that. But I, I mean, I grew up watching Perry Mason and Madlock and this four law and order. Mm-hmm. All of those crime shows, anything that had a courtroom in it, I fantasized about. Mm. So I always said, you put me in a courtroom, ain't no way in hell you're going to convince me I'm going to lose out on convincing 12 jurors to see my way. Right, right, and right. I always believed that. But then the journalism came. And all of a sudden, it just blew up unexpectedly because even though later, earlier on in my life, I didn't have that confidence, later on I did. And when I had that confidence, I was ready to do it. But then this journalism took off and... I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing quite well. Let me stick with this. How'd you overcome the dyslexia, though? Because you're one of the most articulate people speaking on television today. My older sister, Linda, um, she was a teacher back in the day. My sister, Carmen, is a teacher now. My sister, Abby Gills, in the education system is a superintendent. But, but uh, Linda was a teacher, and Linda literally taught me how to read and write. Wow. And my and one of my best friends growing up, his name was Ronnie, his, his big brother Tiver was also brilliant. So whenever I was over his house, Tiver was a brilliant dude, and he would teach me how to read. And then I'd come home to Linda, and Linda would sit me down four or five days a week. She said, we're going to overcome this. And, you know, she would teach me how to read and write. And then in the seventh grade, I had a teacher that told my mother during the parent-teacher's night, he said, he ain't stupid, not at all. She said, he's not focused, he drifts. Mm-hmm. He doesn't focus and concentrate on things that bore him. Mm-hmm. But when he's when he's interested in something, he's locked in, and he don't miss anything when he's like that. Find what he's interested in and watch what you have. Watch how, many what you times, how many times did you argue with your sisters? Like, how was your house growing up? Because you like to argue. <sighs> no, you, you, well, no, debate. Well, well, here's, like well, well, debate. Here's the deal. Here's the reason why. Because I wasn't allowed to growing up. 
I got four older sisters, yeah, bro. Yeah. You shut know what I mean? Yeah. The, 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 shut the hell up. And they, that's, that's on the regular. Right, so, right, right. you know, you got four women. And it's like, I remember the scariest moment in my adult life, because this is related to your question. Mm-hmm. I had to go on The View. Mm-hmm. Right after the Tiger stuff came out. Mm. Oh, man. And I was like, cool, it's no problem. ESPN had let me go. It was, you know, I had gotten to Fox Sports Radio. They asked me to come on The View. I said, fine. And I walked in the studio, mm-hmm. and it's Barbara Walters there. It's Barbara Walters. Damn. It's Joy, Joy Behar. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Hasselbeck. All this back in those days, okay? And I walked in. You got these four women on the set. That's cool. But the audience was like stadium seating. And it looked like they right on top of you, right? right, right. And I was the only man Mm. in the entire studio. Right. There wasn't a male in sight. (laughs) I was the only speck of testosterone. It was was like, I said, oh, shit. How'd you handle that? What the hell about that? And then they was asking me about Tiger. And I was like, well, you know, <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to explain. And I, well, what are you saying? I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. The hell I got myself into, you know, that, to me. And it was like, but then I remembered, I grew up around this. Mm-hmm. I grew up around this. I knew how to handle it. And if it wasn't for my upbringing with my four older sisters and my mother, there's five women telling me what to mm-hmm. do. Shut the hell up when we tell you to shut the hell up. That's speak about, when about we a very sensitive speak. subject. I love mm-hmm. that women are in that position, too, because I feel like a lot of times as women, especially mm-hmm. in sports, you see a lot right. of women who might be the only woman. Yeah. In the room, and so I love the reverse when that happens. Oh, uh, look, we don't, we don't. It's some scary. <laughs> it's, it it's some like. scary. It's scary as hell. I, I mean, the, to this day, that is the scariest moment in my career because you gotta remember, Tiger got in some stuff now, yeah, 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 and yeah. I'm like, I'm walking in the studio, I'm like. I, I, there's nothing I can say. I mean, no, I got to figure out a way. And they were just looking at me like, you even uttered the wrong syllable we going to be on you. Yeah. And I was like, okay. That's interesting, especially with like the Ime Yudoka stuff happening now and seeing yes. Shaq say, I don't want to weigh in and yes. criticize this because I've been through the things that I've been through. So right. you don't want to be a hypocrite. Well, you don't want to be a hypocrite, but in the same breath, if you're sitting in that chair and all of y'all can relate to this with the great show y'all been doing for years, you got to call it like you see it. And what we got to do is we got to be careful. You can talk about an incident mm-hmm. without talking about the person. That's right. right. That's right. This is what, this, right. this, listen, you, you know how many people disagree with me every day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no issue with you attacking what I say mm-hmm. or what situation I've addressed. That's entirely different than attacking me. I can I can compartmentalize. And if you're sitting in that chair, you know, I told Shaq about that. Yo, bro, you can avoid it all you want to. TNT coming up, bro. Season get ready to start. You gonna have to avoid it. You you gonna have to talk about it mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. And I definitely told him that. And so for me, you damn right I touched on it. But I, I touched on it from a different angle. There's no excuse for him to find himself in that position that he was in. But my position religiously was it's none of our business. There's no reason on earth that you can justify to me why the Boston Celtics had that press conference, why we're having this discussion. Mm-hmm. That was an HR matter. Mm-hmm. I've been covering sports for almost 30 years. I'm telling you, every year, there's stories like this. Every year. Mm-hmm. You don't see it being discussed. You hear about the cat getting fired, and you hear rumors as to why, Mm -hmm. but you don't know. Mm -hmm. It's not validated by the organization. And then, you know, I took it a step further, and I mentioned this blackness only from this perspective. You kept him. You retained him. You didn't fire him. That means no one has the right to come and get him. You suspended him. But it was indefinite. You indefinite, said, I'm going to suspend you for a year, but then after the year, we're going we're gonna to look into it. I mean, it. that's BS, mm-hmm. all right? You probably docked half his pay because that's what my sources told me. You docked half his pay. And I'm like, so he, doesn't, he can't work 
Mm-hmm. He can't go elsewhere. You docked half his pay. His future's up in arms. That's right. And you publicized his personal business That's because right. the press release, I mean, I'm sorry, the report said consensual relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, you might have violated the organiza- organizational policy and all that, but it said consensual. consensual. Relationship. That's right. right. So, essentially, all of this has happened. Because of a consensual relationship. Now, we don't know her status, and even if we did, we can't say because, you know, they haven't revealed that information. You know, you can get sued for stuff like that. But here's what I know about him. He ain't married. And it was a consensual relationship, according to y'all. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine, do, you think, do you think we'll ever get the full story? Hell yeah. Hell okay. yeah. You you can't, you can, you, not just that. You can't do what you did mm-hmm. with this man and there's not going to be an uproar at some mm-hmm. point. And I said it, and people was getting on me about that. I said, I know plenty of white dudes that's, 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 that's screwing around in the office, mm-hmm. in, in sports. Mm-hmm. This stuff wasn't publicized. I know at least three dudes personally that got fired because of mm-hmm. it. It was never publicized. We heard about it, but it was never publicized. And guess why? Because they're working for another team now. Mm-hmm. Not in the capacity that they were. It might have been on a lower level, but they still are employed in the same in, in in with the same brand because why it wasn't publicized and put out on front street like you that you did say something that sure he's not married that's right, right. that's right allegedly one of the women are mhm why are they attacking him so much for the relationship? Yeah, if it's an organizational policy, the woman that's why the woman's listen, name is not we, there. We, why has she been suspended? Listen, we totally agree. I'm not going to sit up here in front and act like we disagree. What I'm saying is in the interest of making sure that all our I's are dotted and T's are crossed and we don't have folks coming at us talking about why, why, why are we trying to make somebody else the victim? All I'm saying is it's always private. We've never word, heard word. the details. You heard they got fired. Right. You could speculate as to why, but because it's not known, another team has no problem bringing you on board and employing you because that's never been confirmed. Right. By having the press conference, you confirmed the stuff mm-hmm. that was put out there about him. Mm-hmm. You said nothing about her. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying to put her on front street. I'm saying he shouldn't have been talked about. Let him go. Or keep him, mm-hmm. but keep the matter in house. They didn't do that because they wanted to suspend him and make an example of him. That's right. And it could have been, do you, you know, enforced was, by somebody else. But the bottom line is, it was wrong. Do you think because he was black? Well, I think that part to me. I won't, I'm not going to go that far, but I will say this: I I haven't seen it happen to any white boys. I'm gonna tell it like that. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen, and I said it. I said it on national television. I ain't seeing anybody, and everybody, everybody backed up because they know I've covered this league and I've covered professional sports for a quarter century. And I, I went on national television and I said, I know plenty of white boys that, that's been doing their thing in the office. Nobody said anything. We didn't know, and they, and everybody backed up because they know I'm telling the truth. Mm-hmm. It's just the truth, and it's, it's, it's jacked up that, that, listen, he ain't perfect, and whatever he had coming to him, if the organization, they had cause to fire him now, because I heard that he obviously violated organizational policy, and then plus he lied initially when approached. So now you got cause. You got mm-hmm. him dead to rights. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't defend him. If they wanted to let him go, they could let him go. But then let him go. Right. Don't hold him mm-hmm. and keep him from working and keep him from going someplace else to work. You have ruined this man's career. Because of a consensual relationship. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing right about that, man. And then to me, that's the point that everybody's missing. And to your point, that's that's a great point. It, it, clearly, they're pro- protecting some, one person yes. in this situation, which that's is right. the woman. With a, absolutely. With, with him, it's just like, go vilify him. Put that's him right. 
That's yeah. right. Throw them out to pasture. And, and and black men, we know about that all too well. So people are going to sit up there and say, Stephen A's trying to make it a race issue. Actually, no, you made it a race issue by how you elected to handle this. All I said was, I said, fire him or keep him. But you don't do this because you've never done it to anybody else. So why is the first example of black men? I got a problem with that. What do you think about uh, Matt Barnes' comments? Because I, I wonder from an OG journalism perspective, looking at the the, the new media, as they call right. it, what do you think of his comments? That he well, said he'll never work again, he thinks, if the well, full story comes listen, up. Listen, if, if he might be right. He might be right mm-hmm. about that. He's not wrong. Um, and I think that in Matt Barnes' case, who's a good brother, by oh, the God. way, he's a real good brother, that I think with him... Here's the issue. I think he felt uncomfortable with the ledge he went out on. Mm. It wasn't so much the story itself, Mm -hmm. but the things he said initially. And sometimes you find yourself in that situation where you might know all the facts, but you went too far out Mm. in saying what you said and you got to backtrack. And people are thinking that you're backtracking totally because you went out too far. I didn't go out too far. (laughs) I said exactly what I meant. I said it a week and a half ago. Damn it, I'm saying the same thing now. Mm -hmm. Because I know that the story is going to to percolate. It's going to develop even more. We're going to hear more details coming out of it. And I'll be fronting. I mean, listen, I'm not going to front with you and act like we ain't hear what's going on and we don't know. I mean, there's a lot of details (laughs) that that I know that I cannot say Mm -hmm. because for legal issues and what have you, you just can't do that. But trust me when I tell you, it comes from a place of knowledge. I know what the hell I'm talking about and I know how screwed over he's gotten in all this he ain't innocent and if he got fired he would have deserved it period but you didn't have to do that him getting fired is one thing you publicizing his business like that is an entirely different matter altogether he'd have lost his job with the Boston Celtics if you handled it correctly in this instance you might have ended his career as a head coach and as a rookie head coach, he did what the president of basketball operations couldn't do in seven years. He took these brothers to the NBA finals in year one, year one. Mm-hmm. And this, and this is the other part that y'all got to know about it. He's making about three million, three, three, three and a half million dollars. Had he had another successful season and I'm not talking finals, he could have got them to the conference finals, whatever. He's in a position next summer to negotiate a contract. That's paying him at least triple. That's right. At least nine million. Today's NBA economy, at least nine to ten million dollars. That's the going rate for a lot of these brothers, all right? So now you've squashed that. Because what leveraging position does he have? He can't come to you and negotiate a deal that's gonna get him a raise that's right. next year. You stripped him of everything because of a consensual relationship. So you think this was personal? I don't know if it was personal. I know that it was handled in a way that I don't think enough people are bringing attention to. It's an HR matter, y'all. It's an HR matter. If it happened with one of y'all, if it happened with me, if it happened to anybody, it's none of our business, man. Mm-hmm. It's an internal matter. Now, if it's not if it's not consensual and, and you're talking about something else, sexual assault, mm-hmm. rape, stuff like that, that's a different matter. That's right. You're breaking the laws. But if it's legal and consensual... It's none of our business. That's why we got to have another conversation about the power of self-control. Right. Brothers got to learn discipline. Like yeah. there's certain situations you just shouldn't put yourself into. And yeah. that's one of them. That's right. Which is why I say if they fired him, I wouldn't have said a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put yourself in that position. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You're, you're, you're a rookie head coach. You just got there. Okay. And you find yourself in this position. There's no excuse. Now, listen, from the beginning of time, men have had problem resisting. 
women. I mean, we, we, I, mean, I mean, from Adam and Eve, for crying out loud. It's very, very predictable. Is this what you said I on mean, The View? This is why they got mad. <laughs> I said that, too. I said that, too. You know what I'm saying? And Elizabeth Hackman was like, what? What? She's like, I mean, I would like to. I would hope that Stephen people get exercise. Like, they can. They can. You know, I had to back that up. That'd be straight. But, uh, I mean, listen, it, there's no question about it. And especially and, and as black men, we got to understand this. Yeah, times times are what they are, and we believe progress has been made, but we also recognize that there's a long way to go. That's right. And so the rules are still different for us than it is for white men. Let's just call it what it is. You got to know that, and your responsibility to yourself and your community mm-hmm. and, and folks on the come up that idolize you because of the position that you're in, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be careful with all of that. You gotta be careful. Though. Look at the position I'm in. Come on, man. Come on, man. You 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 think you think that I, I if I I haven't had opportunities to get with folks in the industry and whatever. Yo, I ain't playing that game. You know they ain't worth my check. They ain't, they're not worth what I built to try and accomplish for myself. I'm not going that route. That's just me. They'll send people at somebody like you. Hell yes, they, and they have, yes. and they have, and they have to listen. You can't put you can't put it past anybody because you got people and they listen. They're going to come at you in a variety of ways. I've been in situations where I've been propositioned covering the NBA playoffs, NBA finals. And I'm not saying this is exactly what happened, but I wondered who sent them. Mm. Because the women were mm. a little bit too aggressive. I'm like, like, I don't think I look like Godzilla, but I ain't that damn attractive. Mm-hmm. Now, they're a little bit too aggressive here. I mean, why are they acting like they got to get with me? Some, yeah, yeah. Something's fishy about right. this. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know, but you have that suspicion and that... And intuition that and that sixth sense, in, that yeah. intuition, you gotta you gotta get in self protective mode. You gotta be like, you know, this is this is a little too good to be true. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's and then something ain't right That's about real. this. You know, <laughs> me I mean, and my girlfriends yeah, know. me, you know, me, 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 you know, me meeting the honey or whatever. All right, fine. All right, that, that you know that happens with all of us. But you know, three women coming up to me at the same time, I, I'm I say, you know, thank you, but no, thank you, and they still coming. They don't want to take no for an answer. They trying to find. Find out what hotel I'm in, uh, what hotel room I'm in, rather, because we were in the lobby of the hotel. This happened in Dallas years ago during the finals between Dallas and the Miami Heat. And I'm sitting there like, this is too good to be true. <laughs> Ain't no way in hell these women, these women want me like this. Something real fishy. You know, hell no. I'm not going for that. I mean, I'm a, confident, I'm a confident brother, but damn, nah. I'm not falling for that. Now, no. Stephen no. A. Smith, you also have your podcast now. Yeah. No Mercy. Yes. So this is more in the field of politics. Yes. Well, it, it's not limited well. to just politics. It's, it's politics, it's news, it's pop culture, and it's entertainment is listen each and every single one of you i expect i hope and expect to have y'all on as a guest i mean listen there's a lot of issues that i like to talk about and what what what, what's beautiful about a show like this is the freedom that y'all have to tackle a multitude of issues Mm -hmm. understand that i've been in sports my entire career i never had that latitude now it seems that way at times because we tackle issues on first take that you wouldn't anticipate on sports television. But the reason for that is that some way, somehow, it found its way into the sports landscape. So it gave us a license to talk about issues. You could talk about Colin Kaepernick and all of a sudden you found yourself getting into politics because of then-President Trump and mm-hmm. the, how he politicized and hijacked the narrative and all of this other stuff. So you find yourself sifting into that area. But for the most part, it's been sports, and I've been confined to that. 
This is different. It's my podcast. I own it. I'm in 100% control of the content for it. It's not associated with Disney and ESPN in any way. And so for me, it's just it's just about talking about the issues that are percolating, the people who matter, the difference makers, the kind of impact they intend to have, and personalizing those conversations. I'm still going to give my monologues. I'm still going to give my closing remarks. You're going to always hear from me in terms of how I feel on an issue on a case-by-case basis. But in the same breath, it's going to it's really about talking to the people that are influencers and difference makers, and more importantly, letting the audience know who to listen to. Like, I'm not one of those people when it comes to politics. I got my own thoughts and opinions, but I will be the first to say, I don't know. This is what I see, and based on the evidence, this is what I deduce from it. Mm-hmm. But you should talk to this person and this yeah. person, right. and you should listen to this show right. and that show. I'm not somebody that's going gotcha. to look it in and say, listen to me and don't listen to anybody else. No, I want you to listen to those other people because I listen to them. I want to hear what y'all have to say, what your thoughts are, what your opinions are, et cetera, et cetera. And if we disagree, we disagree. And if we agree, we that's that's even better. But it's all good. See, I saw, gotta leave too in about five, six. Okay, I saw, I'm I saw, good. I'm I, good. I, I saw you the other day, uh, and you said you weren't gonna be so hard on Kyrie this yes, season. Yes, yes. But I did. I'm trying, I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to move forward. I'm trying. I'm not trying to go to the past. <laughs> but when I saw Kareem's comments, right. where he called him a, a comical buffoon, yes. I, I did wonder what you thought about that. I wouldn't call him. I wouldn't call Kyrie a buffoon at all. Um, I'm not going to question the intelligence of the brother, although he has said some bizarre things in the past. The world is flat and stuff mm-hmm. like that. His uncle have a conversation with you. Say he what? Said, he said his uncle was going to have a conversation with you. Um, not his uncle. Well, his well, yeah, he did actually. Well, here's the deal. Kyrie's father is from the Bronx. Mm -hmm. And so there's a couple of cats in the Bronx that know me well. Mm -hmm. He grew up with them. I've known them throughout my adult life. They've been mentors and friends and all of that other stuff. And so I laughed about it because... They're my boys. Mm-hmm. I should hell. I give you some of their names: Rod Strickland, Rod Strickland. Uh, Gary Howard. Gary Howard is the former executive sports uh, executive sports editor for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. At a time when sixteen hundred papers throughout the daily papers, daily newspapers throughout this country, where you only had about two black sports editors, he was one of them. Mm. He's the former deputy sports editor at the, at the Philadelphia Inquirer, and he was the one that got me hired at the Philadelphia Inquirer before I got into television and all of that. So that's one of his boys, uh, his dad's boys. You got Ross Strickland, who's his godfather. You got Gary Howard. You got his brother, Gary Howard's brother, Reggie Howard. I know these brothers. Mm-hmm. And so, and of course, Kenny Smith from TNT because he knows them. Mm-hmm. they like family. And so, you know, they all reached out to me at one point in time or another, Stephen A., man, you know, lay off, whatever. And I said, yo, fellas, I said, y'all caught up in how I deliver and how I talk. You're not listening to my content. The only thing I said about the brothers, you got to show up to work. You don't show up to work, you don't get paid. You can talk all that stuff you want all the time. I had a problem taking the vaccine. I don't have any problem with anybody who was quite, you know, apprehensive about taking the vaccine. I was talking about a different discussion. The different discussion is they all live in Brooklyn because of you. You wanted them there. And they all signed on. They said, yo, we got to go for the chip. And shit, we can't do it unless we vaccinated because they're going to get in our way. Mm-hmm. Everybody said we down but you. Oh, you know what? Jalen Brown didn't take the vaccine. Well, Massachusetts didn't have Boston didn't have that policy in place. New York does. It ain't fair. Andrew Wiggins, Golden State, hell. City of San Francisco had that policy. Andrew Wiggins didn't want to take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. They were like, yo, man, we trying, we trying to win the chip. And, and that's what he did. I said, that's what I was addressing. So you could talk about putting something in your body and all that stuff. And I get it. And that's real. No question about it. But at the end of the day, you're trying to win the chip or not. And then it didn't happen. I said, look, that ain't the only time you missed work. 
You've been missing games for years. Right. It's 11 years you've never played more than 60 games in a season but four times. In 11 years. So I pointed out that stuff, and I said, you ain't going to get paid. You can book it. And so when people saw me on the air, they were like, oh, you trying not to get the brother paid. Once again, you don't pay attention to my career. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. I didn't tell them not to pay him. I'm saying this is what they're telling me. You ain't going to get this money now. <laughs> and I had owners like, he ain't getting that money. And what happened this summer? That's he right. didn't get that money. Right. He had to opt in and play the final year of his deal because, as he admitted, there were not but so many options. What have I been telling y'all all That's year? Right. And so now we fast forward to this season. Bradley Beal got 200 plus million. Zach Levine in Chicago got 200 plus million. I want Kyrie to get his money, but you are a spectacular box office caliber talent that we deserve to see. His problem, in my opinion, is that we're beneath him. It's like he's so brilliant and he's such a savant that he sees things that none of us see. Mm -hmm. Well, damn it, what we really want to see is you ball. What we really want to see is you playing 41 nights a year at Barclays Center, at least. At least. At least. How about 30, okay? Get on the roll. Put in more than 60 games mm -hmm. in a season. And do, be the showstopper that you are. So, you know, I'm not going to disrespect him like Kareem did. I think that's unnecessary. But you got to remember, Kareem is a civil rights activist. His brother's deep as hell. He's mm -hmm. been around a long time. He's he's one of the greatest who, who's ever lived. He's qualified to say what he said. I wouldn't go that far. But I do think the frustration seeps in because you're looking at him and you're saying, come on, bro. Some of the things that you say and some of the positions that you take in, you retweet and stuff about conspiracy theories mm -hmm. and all of this. I mean, it, it, it's the kind of stuff that damages you. It damages the brand. And, and, and it makes you look bad and somebody need to tell you. That's all I would have said if I was Kareem as opposed to calling them names. But that's just me. Should Tua retire? <sighs> I think so. I'm not sure because we don't know all the details. I will tell you if I were him, I'm suing somebody, mm -hmm. and I'm not usually that dude, but I'm suing somebody. For him to take the hit Sunday in Buffalo, you get up, you stumble, you fall back down, and for them to say it was a back issue, it was mm -hmm. not a head issue. Understand what pro concussion protocols, you usually take six to seven days. He had another game in four, four days, okay? You put his life in danger. Mm-hmm. Because he's back out there. Now, to the, in fairness to the Miami Dolphins, they swear we followed all the necessary protocols. We did everything right. We stand by that. Well, why the hell the independent doctor that you had, why did you release him? Why did he get dismissed? Because you didn't do everything right. And anybody with two eyes can see that brother was in a world of trouble. You put him back in the same game Sunday. Then you turned around, you played them Thursday, and everybody tells you the second concussion is what's the most dangerous. Mm. The first concussion does damage, but the second one is where your life can really, really be in danger. And in my opinion, he shouldn't be allowed to play for the rest of the season at the very least, at the very least. And considering concussions and how big these brothers are compared to him, mm. yeah. the next hit, you'll know what kind of damage that could do. I want to ask you this question. I know you got to go. And I asked you this question a couple of years ago. And I wonder if your thoughts have changed. Because I asked you, when it's all said and done, when we talk about just basketball, yeah. who will be well, who will this era be remembered by? Curry or LeBron James? Who will go down as the the guy for this era? Just basketball. Nothing else. Nothing outside the court. Nothing. Just on the court. For me, I can't separate that. I have to say LeBron. But it's exactly because of what you don't want me to touch on. See, when they talk about LeBron, 
you can't avoid talking about everything. When you talk about Curry, you can't help but talk about only basketball. There's nothing else that he gives you. LeBron gives you more because of the issues he's willing to tackle, his willingness to speak out, how he's been a target by some people and what have you. Well, just basketball, Stephen A., just on the I th- court. I, I, th- I think, listen, Curry's a bad, bad brother. He's the greatest shooter who ever lived, no doubt about it. But the onslaught has come lately. LeBron has been – I'm going with LeBron because LeBron came into the league with that kind of fanfare, delivered ultimately with four championships and ten NBA Finals appearances. Curry got eight four straight, Yeah, but eight straight and appearances. Beat Bron I know that. He's been, three he's times. Been, he's been beat Bron. No <laughs> and, question. And I heard you say no something question. on the show. You said that – you were talking about Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell. You said that, that you can't give it to Wilt over Bill because Bill beat 11 him. titles. Yeah. 11 titles. Yeah, so it's, it's a good the same point. Thing. It's a good point. It's a good point. I can't even front. It's a good point, John. Charlemagne, I can't deny it. because To me, Curry's my favorite player. But I can just tell you as a guy that goes to the arenas, man, when – when LeBron walks in, it's just a different feel. Mm-hmm. It's a different – as much as you love Curry and as much as you love watching Golden State and as entertaining as they are, and I think he's the greatest shooter who ever lived, mm-hmm. greatest shooter God ever created. It's just that dude, right? When LeBron walks into a building, bro, it's a different animal. So when Curry repeats this year and gets his I fifth ring – I believe he will, by the way. You know, I picked him. I picked him to repeat. What do you think then? He repeats fifth ring? Yeah. Got him. Okay. Got him, probably. Okay. He probably right. Right. Well, Steve Especially if he does it beating him. <laughs> like especially if he Lakers, smokes I, I don't think the Lakers gonna be there I think they're going to playoffs though I think, they're, I think they're going to the okay. playoffs alright well Stephen A. Smith straight shooter pre-order it now we appreciate you for joining us appreciate you you gotta man. come up a little earlier next time so we got more conversation man I, I'm happy to yeah, can I, I mention something before Absolutely. I go back HBCU week at Disney oh, yeah. at, at Disney World I'll be there this Thursday and Friday um, we just celebrating that Disney's involved with HBCU week the last two and a half years we generated over 12 million dollars in scholarships wow. for over 2,000 students so they're going to be down at Disney World on Friday and First Take is, is airing we, we're televising the show live from Disney World on Friday for HBCU week so check it out well there you have it yeah. Stephen A. Smith we'll pre-order that book straight shooter I appreciate you bro it's Thank the Breakfast you. Club good morning I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high-fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.